What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we are talking about Bayern Munich and the strategies they have implemented this year to reduce their risk of overall injury. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my man, man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Chilling, bro. Chilling. The past Sunday feels like I've been trying to cram everything up and trying to get everything done just in just one day. So mm. I'm a little sick. Even me doing the podcast today, it feels like, <laughs> it feels like I'm <laughs> asking my secretary, just, hey, listen, it's just trying to squeeze in 30 minutes so we can do this. <laughs> That's how it feels like. How about you, man? How are you doing? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, like I told you before, I was in Miami this weekend. Mm. Um, that place is a beautiful place, mm. and I will be returning. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. It's uh, what a place that is, man. What a place. It, uh, how's I feel the, how's like the food? How was the food? The food The food is good. Ironically, I didn't expect this when I, when I was getting in there. But you know where I went to for lunch on Saturday? This uh -huh. French bakery um, called La Sandwichier or Sandwich, Sandwichier, so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. French sandwich place. And like, damn, that bread was good. Like, I did not expect to find good baguettes in Miami, bro, but they're there. Ah, uh, man, the men did not expect. Yeah, they have good. They got they got good bread in Miami. They too. They really too. good. Yeah. But, um, I was expecting you, know, you getting more of a Caribbean stuff, but you went you went for the French. You went for European. We <laughs> right forever. Away. Yeah, we went for whatever is near mm -hmm. us and whatever's got five stars. Like. I'm not good food, regardless of where it's at. I uh -huh. should have brought home some Haitian pate, though, man. You like, should have. You should have. Yeah. But I was trying to roll out early this morning, so I didn't really have the time to do it. But um, yeah, bro, we're here. You know, we're talking about today, we're talking about Bayern Munich and some of the strategies they've implemented this year to um, reduce their risk of injury. Um, I love I love how public it is. They said, hey, listen, man, we, we took a hard hit in 2018. Some stuff needs to change. And then they went in and actually hired people to implement yeah. some sort of strategy, which is good. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. as you can see, you know, the the pace of the game and especially the later round of the Champions League, guys start to drop like fly, especially during the international weeks. So the fact that they're taking matters into their own hand here and getting some result, finally, man someone can actually study their their process and implement it with their own club mm -hmm. because the amount yeah. of injury is crazy and it's um it's kind of funny that um this kind of reminds me a little bit about how the warriors that what was it 2016 17 17 18 mm -hmm. um the warriors in that time span and how they dealt with um keeping their players healthy um and maybe we can talk about some of the correlations uh, a little bit later but before we get into the episode today, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share with a friend, make sure you give us those five stars. 
but we really need it to uh, to boost the show and, and to take us to another level and to help players exactly like you. Um, but let's get into it. We got about five points for you today. And the first point um, that Bayern Munich has done this year is to sub out their key players earlier, um, which is often done in many other sports like the NBA. Um, is soccer, I guess, like culture-wise, we're maybe not there yet. But um, specifically, what Bayern Munich have done is they they have this this tendency to go up very early, very high in, in a lot of these Bundesliga matches, three, four, five goals. Um, they've been summing out their key players like Alfonso Davies and Robert Lewandowski a little bit earlier, like minute 45, 50, 60, uh, just to pull them off the field. Because you know what? If you're not on the field, you're not playing. And chances are, if you're regularly subbed out, you're probably not overworked too much either. Now, you said they subbed them out early. Like I, you said, 45, 60 minutes. That's very early. A team can come back. Well, when win. you're Bayern Munich, <laughs> do a they come back? A team can come back and win. <laughs> Like, seriously, a team can come back. Look at Man United was up two, three. And then, uh, it was it, Leicester City came back around and won the game. Yeah, you know like, what? I wonder. That's I wonder. True. So, so they probably don't don't employ that strategy for every game. Not, not every game. Um, not for the bigger games. But, I mean, there are some big games where they have done it. Like, I'm looking at a few games here. Um, Bayern Munich versus uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Lewandowski came out minute 64. Alvonso Davies came out minute 40. Um, at that Man, point, 40. yeah, they were up four zero at the half and no, f- sorry, five zero at the half. And then, yeah, they conceded one goal after that. They were playing Dynamo Kiev in the champions league, Robert Lewandowski mm-hmm. out minute 79. Um, they're playing this team here who I'm looking at their crest. I can't, uh, think of the name right now. They won seven zero, right? <laughs> Lewandowski right, comes sorry. out seven zero. I'm subbing out all my starters. Exactly, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, even RB Leipzig, you know, you have Lewandowski coming out minute fifty nine after being up by a few goals. Um, and like we see this a lot in the NBA, like in the Warriors. Remember, like three four years ago, I don't think there was like a fourth quarter that um, that um, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson played in. Yeah, because you know, they, they, they just blew everybody by like forty points before yeah. the fourth quarter ends. So it's like they, those guys can afford to rest for like twenty minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? If you're if you're not on the court, then you're not rolling ankles. You're not pulling hammies. And I mean, you, you are conditioned and you are ready for mm-hmm. ultimately the, the games that matter. Um, and for Bayern, that's being healthy in what, like uh, April and May when the Champions League is is at its most importance. I wonder how the how that affect morale. Mm. How does that affect the morale of the other team when you like down like five nothing in the first half? And then the coach knows you ain't going to do nothing. So he's like, man, let me sub out my key players. How does that? I feel like that will damage you more psychologically. <laughs> it's like, man, now they're taking out their stars. Oh, they know we ain't, we ain't trying to come back. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. Oh, they know we ain't coming back. because they, They're taking out their sub players. That's crazy. Yeah, but I mean... It is what it is when you're playing against Bayern. I mean, sometimes you might be beaten before you play. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's but yeah. But uh, number two is um, working on what was so kind of before I guess we get more into this. A lot of this information is coming from uh, Bavarian Football Works, which is a, an off branch of SB Nation, um, which is a pretty reputable news source. And they pulled all of this information from an article that was uh, published in Bild. Um, B-I-L-D, which is a German 
uh, newspaper. So we're kind of going off of what Bavarian Football Works stated, and I mean, it all mostly makes sense. But the second point that they um, that they brought up was to start every training session. Now they do um, stabilization training, balance training, proprioception. Um, and that's some of the things that they're, they do before every training session begins. And, um, yeah, it, it seems like it's working well for them. Cause I mean, I don't know about you, Berg, but like when it comes to like pure balance, like proprioception exercise, like, yeah, single leg exercises, they're, they're great. But like in terms of priority, I'm like, man, do we really need to do that? Like that 32nd, you know, single leg stance, like sometimes what I'm wondering, my question is like, you know, like what evidence have they found? Because it's literally like a, a, a combination of different things. I'm wondering just how much how how much does doing sterilization exercise really impact uh, injury prevention? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's you know, yeah, you're balancing out. That's which usually it's funny because all I've been I've been watching uh, Byron. Um, they they do their warm-up routine their training routine and they do those stabilization work all the time Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if it's just a regular part of the warm-up or if it's yeah i'm wondering if that's if if that was already part of the warm-up or if it's something that was added because i feel like they've been doing that for a while now how does stabilization exercise really help does how much does it impact injury prevention i'm not exactly sure not sure. That's my Not only sure. critique to this. I, I don't yeah. know. And I mean, I don't think there's um, um, there's much links for for much of anything. But I mean, regardless, they're doing it. Um, okay. And I mean, it's it's one thing that's in I think this big, more massive framework and and mindset that they have right now. Um, yeah, you, you you don't know and. I mean, I feel like this is where it, it gets very different from culture to culture. Like maybe uh-huh. in Germany, stabilization training is very, very popular versus over here, it might not be. Um, so you, you never know. The next one is really, is that, that one is always key. It's very tailored. I like it. Yeah. So monitoring workload and making actionable decisions off of it. So that's the the third thing that that Byron are doing this year is very important. You said making actionable decision out of out of the data <laughs> that they get. Yeah, um, and by this, what we mean is these players they're tracking. They they have a whole staff that's dedicated to tracking their workload, like the the meters they run during practice, their high speed running distance, sprint distance, accelerations, decelerations. Uh, I'm sure they do heart rate too. And um, what they're doing is they have a, a team of people that's in place and says, okay, um, Robert Lewandowski has trained too much this week. He needs a day off. And they must have a really good relationship between their, their head of fitness um, and their head coaching staff because this guy who is the new head of fitness, his name is Dr. Holger Broich, um, he must have some clout because it, it takes a lot to go up to a, a head coach and be like, hey, you're uh, your star striker. Um, he's not going to train today. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't like, imagine oh, how that would work for you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they must have it. But I mean, that's what happens when everybody has the same goal. Right. Because Nico Kovac, who's the uh, or sorry, not Nico Kovac, um, Nagelsmann, who's the head coach. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Bundesliga, yeah, he's going to win it most likely, but it's all about that Champions League, man. Like, if the two parties agree that we need Robert healthy in April, right? Then if it comes to that, then it's like, okay, we can maybe have him sit out. Does he really need to train? I don't know. I like it. It's very tailored to the player. Like, if you know, if you look at the workload, because you're looking at the workload and saying, man, he's over training a little bit too much today because I'm and I'm, I don't think because I feel like it's not they're not just measuring the workload the when they said key metrics there is also the workload you can calculate but there's also like other indicators like they have those players be wearing around different strap that tell them like how much stress their body's experiencing so they use all that data to determine hey um you know based on this I think you could use a couple of days off and I think it's it's I think it's it's great for longevity yeah yeah, and you know what? It also requires buy-in from the players, too. Because you try yeah, telling, you know, yeah, someone at the top of their yeah, game, exactly. like, yo, sit out. Oh, man, like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about that yeah. as a player of mine. Yeah. Trying that, to tell that takes, Ronaldo uh, that he's not playing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you imagine trying yeah. to tell Ronaldo he's not playing today or trying to tell Messi, hey, um, yeah, um, based on uh, what this metric says here, um, we're not playing today. <laughs> so, <laughs> Messi's going to look at you like, who Who are you? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that, you know what? And um, team buy-in, man. Team buy-in. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the important. the benefits of having a team where, okay, like Lewandowski, is he a superstar? Yeah, but he, he doesn't carry the same uh, – how, how do I say this? If you look arrogance. at the amount of impact, yeah, arrogance, it's not there. The um the it's not like he's a Neymar or a Messi or an Mbappe oh, yeah, where those, it's like guys you yeah, you need them on the field. Like it's like, Yeah, yeah. And like rules, honestly, like do they apply to Messi? You know? That's a good question. That is a yeah. good question. Same with Ronaldo. That is a good question. When yeah. you get that like big. You, mm-hmm. Like when Aldinho, like he would he would skip training. Say, hey, man, I'm not doing this 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 training thing. You know, I'm good. Shows yeah, up, yeah. doesn't train. He's still the best player. Exactly. <laughs> right? He doesn't. He's not. He's not at that level, you know. Or even like Allen Iverson. Apparently, what he said the other day was that when he was in the NBA, he never lifted weights. All right, different culture. He didn't need to. I'm, I'm wondering yeah. what was his, his the injury rate. Uh, I don't know for him. He said, uh, what did he say? Quote, um, that shit was too heavy. Is what he said about lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he could have he could have um stayed a little bit for more seasons. Yeah, you never know. Could have increased in longevity. You never know. But uh number four, so the fourth thing that Byron has done this year is to extend recovery um for injured players as well as new players to the squad. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it's it's vastly needed, I think, because once you kind of um, tell a player like, "Hey, you're good, you can go back and train and play," um, it's like releasing them to the hounds. Sometimes, oh, you know, no, they just no. they just go. But um, if you take your time with the rehab, then you're likely to hopefully decrease your injury risk. Um, and I mean, that kind of goes brings up a point you said earlier about, well, is there actually proof beyond that? Um, maybe, maybe not. But like common sense tells me yes. Um, it's just it's also a great great key concept um, for you know the listeners to actually understand. 
Um, there's rehab and then there's return to play, which is like kind of the same. But once you're done with rehab, right? You say you're done with rehab, you're not exactly good to go back because not only that you need to be match fit, match fit. You also need to figure out, you know, how can you move after this injury? Just like it, it's a whole process to get you to be more comfortable getting back on the field, which reduce injury rate, re, re, which reduce rate of re-injury, and it's the actual process of getting you fit again. So that part is in, integral in 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 rehabilitation, and I think for a lot of athletes I treat, they think as soon as they're done with rehab. Um, they're gonna go back and play ninety minutes football. Like, no, it wouldn't yeah. be safe. Plus, you wouldn't be able to because you wouldn't be match fit. Uh, like, I mean, you can play ninety minutes. You're just gonna play, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Of them, you're like, you're like not gonna be gassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be gassed. <laughs> but um, yeah, especially for these longer term injuries. Like, the longer your injury is. Mm-hmm. the more you're going to have to work on getting your fitness back um, after you're quote-unquote cleared. Because, like, yeah, if you have an ankle sprain and you're out 10 days, your fitness isn't really dropping. Um, but if you have an MCL 8, 10, 12 weeks or ACL 9 months, 10 months, 11 months, it takes time to get fit again. Hmm. Look at me. Like, I take a week off without playing. I go back and play again. I'm sore. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I played yesterday. Um, and I came back, woke up this morning, felt like I was hit by a truck. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what is this? My shoulder hurts. Like, why does my shoulder hurt? <laughs> and then oh, I remember man. I did two max, uh, sprint at like 50 yard distance mm. and then the violent arm movement because <laughs> my shoulder <laughs> to, to get sore. Can you believe that? Oh, man, bro. We might have to hit some upper body one of these days, man. I haven't worked out in over three months. That's why. Jesus. Bro, you get a new house with a gym in your basement and you stop working out. What happened? Oh, you, oh, man. You think just because you have the gym in your basement, that's going to that's gonna be the fix. No, you still need to show up. You still need to think about, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this every time. Oh, I hate geez. working out by myself. Every time I work out by myself, like I, 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 it's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We got to get on a plan together, man. That's what we should do. I have a, I, I pay somebody again <laughs> to help me out. Oh man, it's almost like paying for people for you to help them actually work. Yeah, yeah, accountability. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, that's true. Um, number five, shorter training sessions. Um, I mean, a, a typical, it varies day to day, week to week and what your opponent is. But um, mm-hmm. typically sessions can be anywhere from, you know, 90 minutes to two hours. Uh, I mean, it's not intense 11 v 11, obviously, for all that. Like you're doing your, your warm up, your training beforehand, um, different things like technical, tactical training. But um, what Bayern Munich has done this year is to shorten some of their sessions to as short as like 60 minutes. Um, which is very, very short because, very you know, short. You, you got you got goals to do and you got things to get done. Um, but, you know, if you shorten training, you're shortening the amount of work that players have to do. And we already know that on the weekends, you know, you're doing more work than before. So, That's true. I mean, maybe, you know, shortening the sessions during the week can allow you to, to play at your best a little bit better. I think it's great for, like, the seasoned players. The players have a lot of miles on them already. Lewandowski, Thomas Muller. 
like this is great for them. They can rest up. They can always be fresh and be dangerous. Now, yeah, I wonder dangerous. How that, yeah, I wonder how that that applies to the new players, the new signings, the, the younger guys, because they need more training to get more to become more competent. Yeah, so that's actually one of the things that um, that was mentioned in terms of new signings. So um, what they're doing, it, extended recovery and extra fitness training is not just being done for the injured players, but for new signings at the club as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you take, for example, um, Sabitzer, who moved from Leipzig to Bayern Munich along with Nagelsmann, um, he hasn't been seen in this many minutes thus far. And part of that is actually part of the plan by the club is to slowly build up his fitness. Um, so that way he's more resilient. And when, you know, maybe in a month or two, when he's truly like fit, fit, um, he'll be playing a little bit more, but that's part of the, the long-term vision that the club has for him. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. But um, yeah, very, very interesting things that, that Byron are doing. Um, will any of it work? We don't know. <laughs> we really don't. Yeah, we but, need uh, actual data to see, um, especially during the second half, second round of the Champions League. We need to see how that that's playing. Yeah, yeah, like March, April, May. Mm. Are they good? If they're, no, if they are, good. then they are. But if they're not. They might not be. Um, All those studies should be done in the Premier League as well because they have like the most brutal schedule. I feel like. Yeah, Christmas period, man. Jesus Christ. My goodness. I, like I don't it's know like, how they do it. Was that, was that, what was that? The, the Chelsea coach was complaining that, hey, listen, Thiago Silva is going to play. He's going to play in Brazil, and then he's going to come back that same week and play an important game in the Premier League. He said this is the this is the nature of the game. Yeah, yeah. As, um. South America, what they're doing with the World Cup qualifying is, I think North America is doing it too, um, playing three matches in one window, which is ridiculous because you're ending your match immediately going on a plane, flying across the world, and being expected to play the next day. It's it's impossible. It doesn't work. Talking about workload. Talking about workload. That's Uh, crazy. Talking about workload. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of stress on the body. Mm-hmm. People don't realize it, but when you travel, you take the plane. Like that's a stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Like people don't. I don't think people realize that. It's not glamorous. It's not. Even if you know you got your private jet with like a bed inside, it's mm-hmm. like you're still on a piece of metal that's flowing that's in true. the air. You know, but you know, I'll take that than commercial flight though. That's true. Yeah. Uh, one day. One day, <laughs> man. Yo, speaking of that, bro, one of these days, um, I want to get a boat. I want to get a boat. I was on a boat in Miami, bro. I need. Well, you haven't done. I've done. We. I go on a boat every every September. My friend yeah. call up uh, somebody who has like a boat, and then twelve of us go on there. We partied. We go yeah. to different islands, and it's private. Yeah, we do that every year, man. Oh man, this is That's a vibe. Incredible, yeah, man. It's I a need vibe, a boat, man. bro. Oh man, that'd be perfect. All right, guys. I think that was it. I think what they doing? Um, first, they um, allowing the star players to rest up after they demolished the team in the first half. I mean, I will do that too. You just preserve my players for the rest of the the season. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, doing stabilization exercises before training, making sure that they're doing everything they can from a balance perspective. Um, and I really like what they're doing with the extended recovery for injured players, making mm -hmm. sure that players aren't coming back too soon. Um, because at most positions, they do have the depth to be able to afford having somebody else play for a little bit. So, yeah, they, they do. They, they have players. <laughs> they, they have players on the stack. They, have, they don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing that they're doing is just they're reducing training session. Instead of playing 90 minutes like they used to do, they cutting it down to like 50 to 60, which is not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. And you know what? As long as they're winning, everybody's happy. Everyone's happy. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Again, give us five-star review. Make sure to share with a friend, and we'll see you all next week. Peace out, guys.